Good evening, everyone. Let's get comfortable first. All right, let's go into the Bible. Turn to Genesis chapter 40, verse 8. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your faithfulness in our lives, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is here in this room and even through the live stream. Father, we believe that there is anointing upon your word. And as people listen and hear with all their heart, Father, I believe the people are going to get healed, delivered, set free. Thank you, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you, O Lord of God. In Jesus' name. Okay. Genesis chapter 40. Today we're going to talk more about dreams. When we talk about dreams and visions, there's a need to teach more on, I believe, dreams rather than on visions. Even though they come from the same source, from the Holy Spirit. Many times visions can be literal, can be clear to understand. Uh, visions are when we are awake. Dreams are when we are asleep. But sometimes, even in your dreams, it can be like you're having a vision. So, um, it's not very clear-cut in the scripture all the time. But there is some clear demarcation like that. Visions are more literal. Dreams are more symbolic. And therefore, the ability to interpret dreams uh, may be greater in need than just to be able to interpret visions. Okay. Now, what we're talking about is really uh, spiritual knowledge and understanding. Now, science has taught us since the time that we were in school to live our lives with our intellect leading us, logic, reason, scientific evidence. That's what science has taught us. However, once we give our lives to Christ, we have realized that we are not just biological creatures living in a scientific world. We are actually spiritual beings, sons and daughters of God. We are new creations in Christ. And we are not just living in the natural world. We're living in the kingdom of God. And with our heart and our faith, we engage with the spiritual world, the spiritual realm of God and spirits and angels. And of course, with our body and our mind, we're engaging in this natural world. And so as Christians, it's so important that we are able to find that balance between uh, different kinds of knowledge. There is sense knowledge, there is scientific knowledge, and then there is spiritual knowledge, the knowledge of God, which is the truth that the scripture teaches us. Now we know that truth is greater, is the greatest of all. The knowledge in the scriptures is greater than the knowledge that is there in the world because the world is a temporal place. The world is a continuously changing and shifting world and realm. But the spiritual realm is always eternal. It is timeless. It's the realm of God. And the natural world was created by the power of God from the spirit world. God is a spirit. And so all truth, all wisdom actually comes from the spirit. Even the natural laws in the natural world are actually created from the spiritual realm. So, we must tune ourselves to be aware of spiritual knowledge and live not just by logic and reason, but by spiritual wisdom and understanding. So, we have to tune our hearts and our minds to 
the knowledge from the Word of God, wherein we're able to discern the ways of God, know the ways of God, understand when God has spoken to us, and be able to interpret His language for us so that it enables us to live more successfully here on the earth. And it is not only for spiritual reasons like prayer and fasting and missions. You know, the dreams and the visions of God can be used for administration, can be used for science, can be used for your education. Uh, they can be used to give you creativity in your business, to give you inventions. I've already given you illustrations last Wednesday about how there were so many inventions that came through dreams. Not only inventions, but even artists. Uh, they painted through dreams. Handel, the music composer, uh, that famous piece that he made, Messiah. How many of you have heard that? He heard the tune in a dream. All right, so... Uh, there are things from the spirit realm. There's a storehouse of treasure and wealth, uh, present worship songs, books that are there in the realm of God that He wants to release upon the earth. He wants to release His kingdom on the earth. Amen. And God is the source of all good creation. God is a source of all benefit that comes to men. Even medicine, for men to discover it, I believe it is God. It is the spirit of God. It is God sending angels to release those creativity to release those discoveries to mankind so that it can benefit mankind. So we must enlarge our understanding and be able to engage with the world, not just with our left brain, which is the brain, the side of logic and reason, but also with the right brain, which is the more intuitive part, which is more creative part, which is the ability to perceive whole aspects of, um, of life. Rather than just logic, one, two, three, four, five. One plus one is two. But sometimes on the right brain, you can see from the realm of God that one plus one can be so many things. All right, so this is what we are doing. We're teaching you so that you can grow in spiritual wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. In my journey with God, dreams have played a very vital part. Even though I would be the last person to say, hey, I had a dream today from God, and tomorrow I come and tell you about another dream. I rarely talk about my dreams, but dreams have played such an important part of my journey with God. And I remember always important stages of my life that have been communication from God to me in dreams that have helped me overcome challenges, that have directed me towards certain decisions and brought promotion wisdom and success in my life. And so we must take this seriously. You know, I've seen this tendency in Nagaland that we are very shallow people. Shallow means that we want to listen to one or two sermons and become an expert on faith, become an expert on a subject. We listen to one YouTube video and become an expert on politics. Rather than really going deep into a subject and studying it, because, you know, the Word of God is... Right there in your hands, you can hold it. But there are so many dimensions to the Word of God. There's a wealth of wisdom. You know, even the rabbis, they can computerize the Bible and find out so many things, codes, wisdom. So the Bible is not just letters and, and pages. There is a wealth of treasure and word. This holds the key to creation. Everything is created by the Word of God. The, the Word of God is holding your lungs together. The key, the code, the wisdom, everything is in the Word of God. The Word of God is so many 
dimensions to it, so many aspects to it, so many layers of truth and wisdom to it that, you know, the key to your success, even to make you a billionaire, a millionaire, is possible in the Word of God. It's just that religion has taught us to be so one-dimensional with the Word that we have not opened our hearts and minds to all the possibilities that can come from God. And by saying that, I'm saying that even to myself. Amen? So we must, our heart must be fully given to be able to understand this. Our heart must be fully given. You see, just by sitting in a service doesn't mean that God's going to work in your life. And doesn't mean that you're going to grow in dreams and understanding. You know, when we announce the beginning of a series, everyone comes with excitement. But by the third, fourth time, hardly anyone wants to be there. Because again, like I said, we are very shallow as a people. We don't want to go into depth and really study. But I've understood that the more you go deep into the Word, the Word brings benefit into your life. You see, according to the heart you give to the Word, you will receive success from the Word. It's not about works. It's about faith. It's about faith. So according to the heart you give to God and your desire to be successful in your faith, you will see God work in your life. Even so with dreams. I remember one of the first dreams I had after I fully surrendered my life to God. I was in Singapore. I was asleep. Of course, I was asleep in a dream. And in this dream, I saw angels. It was a dark room. And I was looking into the dream. So I was observing. And on this table, there was this paper bag, brown paper bag. And there were these two angels that came with swords. And they were thrusting the sword into the paper bag. And I could see that as they thrust the sword into the paper bag, light would come streaming into the paper bag. And the paper bag would be filled with more and more light. And just as I was observing that in the dream, the interpretation came to me in the dream. God was telling me that that paper bag is your heart. It was dark. But as I gave my life to the Lord, now God wants to release the revelation of His Word into my heart. And as more of the word goes into my heart, my heart is going to be filled with more and more light. So I remember distinctly that immediately after I had a dream, there was a friend of mine who took me to uh, a Bible, uh, Bible bookstore in Singapore and bought me a really good study Bible. I was in, born in Nagaland for so many years, um, you know, but I never was told or taught about the value of having a good Bible and studying it. It was just religion for me. It was just tradition for me. But he bought me that Bible and said, now you read it every day. So as I began to read that book, I would experience what I saw in the dream. You know, there were times I would read the word, oh, I didn't know this was in the Bible. Wow! And every time I had that wow experience, it was like the sword of God was streaming into my heart, the wisdom and the light of God. I still have that Bible with me. Amen? So dreams um, are necessary to be interpreted with the wisdom and the knowledge that comes from the Bible. So we're going to talk about interpretation today. Genesis chapter 40, verse 8. And they said to him, We each have had a dream and there is no interpreter of it. So Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? So all interpretations, dreams, visions, prophecies, Riddles in the scripture come from God. 
All right, take as much notes as you can today. I'm going to be giving you a lot of information. So unless God gives you the wisdom or interprets for you, we cannot interpret. So just by reading a book on dreams doesn't mean that you'll be able to experience dreams or interpret it. Interpretation is a result of your relationship with God. Your increasing relationship with God. That means the more you dream, I'm mean, sorry, the more you are close to God in your heart, the more God will speak to you. The more His communication will be clear to you. You will know this is from God when you are walking close with God. Okay? And that will also release a hunger, a restlessness, so to say, a desire to really know the meaning. You know, I know this was from God, but I don't understand this. Lord, what is it? Have any one of you had that kind of experience? Right? So that desire is important because God put that restlessness in your heart so that you can seek Him. God wants you to seek Him for the interpretation so that you are always dependent on God. Rather than you just waking up and say, oh, I know what the dream means. So you can just speak without even praying, without seeking God. That's dangerous. That's when men begin to interpret with their own understanding and their own heart and deception comes in. Okay? So always seek God. Alright? Interpretations can come in so many different ways. Number one, instantly as you are dreaming, like I had my interpretation when I dreamt. In the dream itself, I knew what it was meaning. So sometimes when you're dreaming itself, you know that in the dream, in your dream, you know God is speaking to you and you have the interpretation. But that's not all the time. Daniel had a time when the angel came and gave him the interpretation. So those things can also happen. Through the process of writing it down, okay, the Lord will make you understand as you write. First Chronicles 28 verse 19. That's what David says. Daniel chapter 7 verse 1. Daniel wrote down the dream and he understood as he wrote it down. God also unfolds meanings as you mature in understanding His ways. In Proverbs chapter 1 verses 5 to 6, the Bible says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. So knowledge is important. It's not always just, you walk in a mystical way and then suddenly you have interpretation. No. Knowledge is important because as you cultivate knowledge from the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit will take what you have studied and bring the understanding to you. I've known people who are gifted, but they don't study the Word and sometimes the interpretations are completely off. They saw the right vision. They got the right dream. But the interpretation was completely off. See, getting a revelation from God, a dream, a vision, is not difficult. Why? Because we're spirit beings. God wants to communicate to us. The interpretation is the important part. And that's where many people err, make mistakes. Okay? Daniel and Joseph are the only ones in the Bible mentioned as interpreters of dreams. 
doesn't mean that you may not know what your dream means. Because now we are in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit lives within us. The anointing of God is in us. So God can speak to us. Give us the understanding. However, I wouldn't advise you to just advertise yourself as a dream interpreter. Alright? Of course, we can help each other with the knowledge we have. But understand this. All interpretations belong to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He's our teacher. He's been sent to always be with us and in us. John says that the anointing abides within you. That means you can always interpret. Even for example, this vaccine prophecy about being the 666. Your spirit just rejects it. There is no peace in your heart. You know that the anointing of God within you just rejects that. Okay, so we have to become people who know the Word and have a close walk with God in these last days because we're going to have more and more of so-called spiritual knowledge on the earth. Whether it's from the occult, whether it's from the new age, whether it's from psychology or other religions, more and more is going to be there. There are more and more people who are going to say, I speak for God. Amen? Look at Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. As for these young men, four young men, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Look at verse 20. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. So God gave them knowledge and understanding. But it doesn't mean that they did not read whatever literature was available. It doesn't mean that they did not study. They studied. But as they studied, God helped. You know, how many of you, you pray, Lord, uh, make me pass the exams? How many of you prayed that? Yeah. But did you stop studying after you prayed that? I guarantee you, if you pray that, and not study, you will fail. I guarantee you. If you pray, Lord, make me pass, 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 and you fast and pray, but you don't study, you will fail. And it's not that God did not answer your prayer. It's just that you were not in faith. You did not understand that you must partner with God. Amen. You partner with God. You work together with God. Hallelujah. So Daniel studied and then God blessed him, gave him the understanding. Even the other astrologers were also studying, but God did not open up their mind. You know, I was reading uh, about Luke, I think it's 23, chapter 23, on the road to Emmaus. And the two disciples were talking about the crucifixion, about the resurrection, about everything that happened. And Jesus was walking with them, but they did not understand. So the Bible says, and Jesus opened up the scriptures and Jesus opened their understanding. Then they understood. So these people, they know the word, they know the Bible, but they didn't have the understanding. Why? Because God did not open it. So it's important that you study. What can I study, pastor, to be uh, good in this area? Number one, study the parables. 
because you will learn about symbols. You will learn about uh, metaphors, allegories that the God uses. Study all the dreams and visions in the scripture and the meanings and the types that God uses, the symbols that God uses. Study that. Get a good book on symbols, biblical symbols. The Bible is full of symbols. Even the number 666 is symbolic of something. It is not just about a number. Right? Otherwise, that person who has NL01P0666 in Kohima, amen, that, he's had it. He can't go to any church. No one will come and pray for him in his house. So it's not just about the number, it's symbolic of something. So unless we know the symbols in the scripture, how can we interpret? Because God is very consistent with his communication. The same way he spoke in the scriptures, he will speak to us. Amen. And then of course, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 8, talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, prophecy, tongues with interpretation, discerning of spirits, gifts of healings, power and faith. So, even interpretation of dreams is a gift. Joseph had that. Daniel had that. Because even in dreams, prophecies are given. In dreams, word of wisdom, word of knowledge are also given. Okay, so interpretation is also a gift. All right, let me give you certain practical points. A dream that is not understood remains just an occurrence. But when a dream is understood, it will become a life-changing experience. So value this. Ask God. Seek God. Who knows? The key to your success is really going to come when you sleep. Don't sleep in the daytime. Don't sleep in church. Sleep when you should sleep so that you can get the right dreams. Do you know why Satan attacks sleep? Ah... Because when he attacks sleep, he can also attack God's communications to you. Cause you not to be at rest. Cause you to be distracted so that you're not listening and hearing from God. Sleep is valuable. In fact, the Bible says God gives His beloved sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. Thus speaks the Lord God of Israel, Jeremiah 30, verse 2. Put it up there on the screen, Jeremiah 30, verse 2. Thus speaks the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write in a book for yourself all the words that I have spoken to you. Journaling is not a 20th century practice. It's from the Bible itself. Okay, so these are the practical steps. Number one, record it as soon as possible. If you know that it was a very significant dream, wake up and do it. I've always had dreams where like, I know this is God speaking to me, ah, but I want to sleep. When I wake up, I would write it down and when I wake up, I forget the dream. Anyone had that experience? So, write it down as soon as possible. Even when I'm dreaming, I'm thinking, I will not forget this dream. I will not forget this dream. And when I wake up, I've forgotten it. <clears throat> okay? Write it down and put date and time. 
And this author says, if it's possible, even draw the dream. Okay. Number two. How are you participating in the dream? Okay. Are you an observer? Are you a participant? Or you can be both. You can be observing and at the same time participating. Who is the main focus in the dream? Is it you or is it someone else? That's important to know. The third thing is this. What is the main focus of the dream? That means be focused on the main thing. Like for example, Pharaoh had a dream of seven sheaves and then seven stocks, seven sheaves full and seven sheaves which were completely worn out, right? So the main focus was that it was seven sheaves. If Joseph was so focused on what was the color of the sheaf and the height of the sheaf and how many corn were in the sheaf, you know, you would have missed the complete point. So the main facts, the main focus of the dream is more important. What is the main thought that occurred and remains with you when a dream ends? Focus on that. The main thought, okay? Observe the sequence in the dream. And also the questions that linger in your heart about the dream. Alright, the fourth thing is this, the context of the dream. All communication from God has a context to your life, to your circumstance. This helps us keep the main things the main things. For example, while you were dreaming, what was the main tone of the dream? Was it a dream that filled you with hope, fear, peace, joy? Okay. Another thing is this. What have you been praying and asking God about? There's a context to be able to help you interpret your dreams. Or, what is God dealing with you in your dreams? I'm sorry, what is God dealing with you presently in your life? At what stage of your life are you in, in your journey with God? Okay? The fifth thing is this. Title your dream if you can. Give a subject so that you can always come back to it later on. There can be several categories of dreams. You can write this down if you want. Categories of dreams. Healing dreams. Dreams where God heals you. Spiritual healing. Uh, physical healing, emotional healing. In the dream itself, there's healing. Now, my father testified about how he got healed of ulcer. When someone came in his dream, a doctor, and did an operation on him, and the next day he was completely healed. And there's several others who have actually shared such kind of testimonies. One of our pastors from AHA in Delhi, he was 20 days in the ICU. He's, he was under coma because of the COVID two months back. While he was in coma, 
he saw a vision or a dream. He doesn't know. In the coma, Jesus came to him and breathed into his nostrils. The, the moment Jesus breathed into his nostrils, the next day he came out of the coma. So this was a healing that took place, but it was seen in a dream or a vision. Okay? Number two, cleansing dreams or dreams which flushes us in a sense. You know, God cleanses us from wrong thoughts, wrong attitudes in the dream itself. Third is this, calling. Dreams where God reveals to you your calling. Okay? Warning. Fourth, dreams where there is a warning not to do certain things. Maybe you're about to do some business, but you just could not decide, so you decided to sleep on it. It's always good to sleep on it. CEOs, billionaires, sports persons, entertainers, even today they believe that if you are in a stress, you can't decide about something, just sleep on it. The answer will come when you're sleeping. It's biblical. Okay, so God warns us even in our dreams. God has warned me several times about spiritual warfare that was about to come. In dreams. So when I see these kind of dreams, I know there's an attack going to come from somewhere and I just prepare myself. And sometimes God reveals what kind of attacks it is. You know, uh, gossip, slander, you know, uh, I once saw the tail of a lizard coming from all the way behind about to strike me. So I knew that this was uh, an attack and of course, it was exposed in the coming days about how uh, people were speaking behind my back to attack my reputation. On the front, they were saying, ah, it could not pastor. No, nothing wrong, pastor. Nothing wrong. But that same person from behind was Shooting those words. Okay, so um, God, I don't know, He just warns me of these things. All right. Number five, false dreams can come from the enemy to lead us astray. Um, dreams about, you know, uh, about your body uh, to be affected by illness or not. I, I dreamt, uh, I can remember a couple of dreams where. Um, you know, just after that dream, and I knew that this was an attack, I was severely sickened. It was um, Myanmar, 2012, when we had gone for a revival conference. The day I landed in Myanmar, a spider came, attacked me, and bit me on my hand. And even in the dream, my hand was really paining. And I knew exactly this was an attack of the enemy because spiders always refer to evil spirits, attack of witchcraft, okay? So the next day, suddenly I started getting sick. But of course, I had three days of conference, so I just did it, but I had to do it with this allergy, coughing, everything that came up. And I struggled for the next three or four days. It was really severe. But, you know, I was just able to do it. God did many miracles, but I knew that, you know, this was an attack, and it was an attack upon my body, Okay? So even in dreams, God can reveal these things to you. Okay, dreams about yourself, your condition. God lets you know where you stand with God. Your spiritual life is revealed to you in dreams. 
Okay. God can show you about your character in dreams. God can bring correction in your life, in your dreams. Direction, intercession, cause you to pray for someone else. God can even give prophecy and revelation about your future in your dreams. There can also be dark dreams, dreams that come from a demonic source. Um, so that can even put fear in your heart that maybe this will come to pass in my life. Okay, dreams that you are sick, dreams that you have lost everything, dreams that you're losing your mind. You know, every time I always check my heart, Lord, is this from you? And if I don't have anything that is sure that is from God, I just don't believe it. It's like, I don't agree with this dream. I will not partner with this dream. I will not agree with this dream. See, you don't have to believe every dream. In fact, I don't believe 90% of the dreams I get. Even though God speaks to me a lot in dreams, 90% of the dreams I get, I don't really pay much attention to it. Because sometimes it just comes out of your own soul. You know, you just watch too much TV, too much movie. Or you were just in a very stressful time where you were going through a lot of emotional things, uh, stressed with anger, relationship problems, uh, you know, and your mind throws up all these images and these scenarios when you are asleep. It's not from God. Um, there can be dreams where there's inventions given to you. You can ask for that. If you're an entrepreneur, I would really encourage you to ask the Lord for ideas, inventions in dreams. Word of knowledge in dreams. I've experienced some of that where in my dream, I have seen certain people who are sick and I knew that God wanted to heal those kind of people in the crusade. Okay. Deliverance in dreams. So, dreams can be of so many different types. Alright, I need to share some things here so that you are able to interpret dreams properly. So that you understand biblical language also. Number one is types and shadows. Write it down, types and shadows. See, the Bible is full of language which are symbolic, allegorical, metaphorical, uh, types and shadows. Uh, if you're not aware of those things, we can very, get very confused. We will not be able to interpret the Bible well. So what are types and shadows? Types and shadows are events or persons in the Old Testament that resemble what is to come in the future. Do you get it? It's an event or a person in the Old Testament that resemble what is to come. So a type always prefigures. Pre means before the real comes, the shadow is revealed. The shadow is shown before the real comes. So it's a prefigurement of a truth. It helps us to understand the mysteries of God. And we see these types all in the Bible. A type is simply a picture language. God is explaining to us the reality of salvation, redemption, His love in the types of the Old Testament. For example, Adam in the Old Testament, the Bible says, is a type of Christ. Romans 5 verse 14. 
Romans 5 verse 14, write it down. The Bible says, Adam is a type of him who was to come. Okay. So, have you heard the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words? Sometimes you just can't understand, but when the picture is in, oh, bujishe. Right? Why? Because we are very picture-oriented in how we learn. It's not only logic. God made us this way. God made us to have imagination. So when we see a picture, we see a diagram, we understand it. So the Bible is full of pictures that help us understand spiritual truths. For example, Noah's Ark. How many of you can tell me it's a type of what? Noah's Ark is a type of? Come on, louder. Huh? Come on, Bible school students. Noah's Ark is a type of salvation. Jonah. Remember Jesus said, just like Jonah was three days in the belly of the whale, so the Son of Man will be three days under the ground. So Jonah is a type of Jesus. In fact, Isaac and Abraham relationship is a type of the Father and Jesus. Joseph is a type of Jesus again. Egypt is a type of the world before you got born again. Red Sea is a type of water baptism. The River Jordan is a type of baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the Promised Land is a type of your life in redemption, your abundant life in Christ. The Sabbath is a type of your rest in Christ. So even the Old Testament ceremonies, Passover, Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Pentecost, the animal sacrifices, you got it right? The Ark of the Covenant, these are all a type and a shadow of the substance. Who is the substance? Jesus. So don't be so stuck up on the types that when the substances come, we don't put our faith on the substance. So we even use, like for example, we use anointing oil. But the anointing oil is just a type and a shadow of the power of the Holy Spirit, the healing that God gives. So we don't put our faith on the anointing oil, we put our faith in Christ, but the type helps us to connect our faith. Amen. Communion. All right. So you have to be in interpretation of dreams and visions, types will come. Shadows, important for you to how to interpret in your own life. Number two, symbols. A symbol is something that represents someone or something. What are Bible symbols? If you have spent any time studying the Bible, you probably know that what a Bible symbol is, even if you're not aware of it. Because the Bible is full of symbols. What is a symbol? Symbol is a path to a truth. Symbol is a path to a truth. Are you following me? Symbol is, it points to a truth. Bible symbols are keys to unlock the deeper meaning of Scripture and the doctrines of the Bible. Okay, every symbol that you get in a dream or vision, it should be interpreted by the Bible. The book of Revelation is full of symbols. But you cannot interpret Revelations 
if we had not studied the whole Bible and seen the different symbols and meanings. For example, the olive. What's the symbol of? Noah's ark, olive, the dove. It's even used by the whole world as a symbol of peace. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible uses variety of symbols, word pictures to describe itself. For example, milk. Milk is a symbol of the word, the pure milk of the word of God. But even solid food, meat is a symbol of deeper word that will strengthen your faith. But the sword is also a symbol of the word used in a different context. I'm in spiritual warfare. But seed is also word. But water is also the word of God. The word of God is also symbolized as lamp. But not only lamp, as fire and hammer. Jeremiah says the word of God is like fire shut up in my bones. But other times he talks about it as hammer. So all of these different symbols talks about the different ways the word of God can affect your life. It's not only lamp that guides you. It's a fire that burns the dross away. But it's also a hammer that breaks the stones in the heart. But the word of God is also like a mirror. Amen. So all of these are different symbols. And these symbols even come in your dreams. Mustard seed is a symbol of faith. The fig leaves is a symbol of, where is the first mention of fig leaves in the Bible? Genesis, in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, they sowed Fig leaves together to cover them. So the fig leaves is a symbol of self-righteousness. Trying to cover yourself is a symbol of religious works. Hallelujah. Gold is a symbol of refined faith. But gold is also a symbol of the glory of God. And other times, gold symbolizes the deity of Jesus Christ. So even symbols can be interpreted separately, differently, according to the context. And that's why you cannot just make one thing that you see in a dream as the same interpretation for everyone. For example, dogs. How many of you have heard in Nagaland, if you see dogs in your dream, it always means something negative, lust, right? But according to the context, it's so different the meaning. Dogs actually are a symbol of man's best friend. It's a symbol of loyalty. So don't be so narrow-minded in the way that we interpret dreams. We shouldn't interpret only from the local context. We must go to the Bible. Can you say amen? So types and symbols are two of the, probably the most important things to be able to interpret dreams. Number three, this is also important, a sign. A sign is an event or an object whose presence indicates the presence of something else or the possible occurrence of something else. A sign always points to something. For example, Jesus performed the first sign in the wedding of Cana and Galilee, turning water into wine. The Bible says the beginning of signs. So that sign was pointing to the coming of the Messiah. 
So when they see the sign, the Israelites, the educated Hebrews should be able to say, wait a minute, this is showing us there's someone in our midst who is greater than the water turning to wine. Amen. So if somebody in this church gets healed right now, it's a sign that there's someone here greater than the healing. He's Jesus himself. Amen. So, sign. For example, the rainbow. The rainbow is a sign of God's promise that He would never again flood the earth with water. Amen. The whole earth. Not Assam, not Dimabu, but the whole earth. All right. So, it can happen in different parts of the world at times, but talking about the whole earth. So, that's a sign. Why is it important to know what the sign is? Because the signs of the end times. Something you see, ah, the end is coming. As Christians, we should know because the Bible says, the sign is what? The abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Uh, Wonder. Science and wonder. We talk about science and wonder. What is science and wonder? We sometimes don't even know what it means. A healing is not a sign or a wonder, all right? A healing is just a healing. What's a wonder? A wonder is a conspicuous miracle that validates <clears throat> what is coming will in fact happen. For example, in Acts chapter 2, verse 19, the Bible says, God will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Okay, so wonders, it talks about conspicuous miracles. It's rare. We haven't seen a wonder in, the, in recent years. Not everything that happens in the church is a sign of wonder. Okay, uh, during revival in Nagaland, uh, there have been many stories about when preachers were preaching. Lanu Longchai himself told me that when he was preaching in a church somewhere in Zilang area, there was a light behind him. There was a and even when the light went off, people in the church, they could, the light was there. And the people were shocked that the light, the brilliance, the glory of God, that's a wonder. During revival, when you know, people see a church is burning, they come to uh, you know, uh, put out the fire. And it was not literal fire. It was the fire of the Holy Spirit. But it was so bright that people thought it was literal fire. That's a wonder. Okay. So those things can happen more and more even today, nowadays. These are things that we must be praying and believing for. Another thing is this parable. A parable is a fictitious story that illustrates a moral or a spiritual lesson. Study the parables of Jesus because therein you will see how he uses different... The kingdom of God is like leaven. Right? So, what's the meaning of that? Okay, important to know that. Metaphors. A metaphor is a comparison made between two or more things using figurative or descriptive language. Enabling us to understand difficult concepts. For example, how can I explain to you Jesus cares for you and loves you? 
what picture? Because there are so many different types of carers you have seen. The Prime Minister of India says he cares for us. But, but, right? I mean, people say they care for one another, but you see, metaphors help us to see and understand what God wants to say. How can I understand how Jesus cares for me? Psalms 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. Ah, to see a picture of a shepherd caring for the sheep is the same way Jesus cares for me. So that's a metaphor. Important to understand this because in dreams, many times there's metaphors, symbols, parables. Sometimes your dream is a parable. When Jesus said, I am the bread of life, you understand how important it is to live out of daily sustenance from Jesus. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. If Jesus says, now go and do something good. It's difficult. Uh, do something good. But if he says, you are the light of the world, then we understand how you are the salt of the earth. Our presence should always be beneficial. Right? So the, this is the way we understand truth. You are the clay and we are the potter. Ah, now I understand how I am to submit to God and let Him mold my life, transform me. So that's a metaphor. Okay? Because Bible, I mean, interpretation of dreams will be in different ways. Number one, it can be literal. Not very often, but it can be literal. Number two, symbolical. Majority of dreams are symbolical. And that's where types, shadows, metaphors, parables, are important to understand because you will need that to help interpret your dreams. The different levels of interpretation. Literal, number two, symbolic. Number three, personal. Personal, that means for you. The majority of your dreams are for you. Okay? And then external, that means other than yourself. There are times your dreams can be communication to the church, the church which you are a part of, the church at large, maybe the city or the body of Christ. There sometimes your dreams can have two meanings. It is also for you and it's also for the church at the same time. And then there can be dreams which are for political happenings, you know, international events to the nation. So, there are different levels. Okay? According to your relationship with God, your intimacy with God, you'll be able to have these kind of dreams. Alright? So, the moment you have a dream, the process of interpretation, let me just highlight it for you. Number one, ask God for the interpretation. This is the most important aspect. The moment you know it's a significant dream, ask God for the interpretation. And then study the symbols in the scriptures. How? By studying parables, studying dreams and visions in the Bible. And then asking the Lord how to apply the dream. To receive a dream is one thing. 
to be able to apply it to your life is a completely different matter. When it comes to hearing from God, the will of God, I would always advise you this, whether it's to invest, career change, marriage. Yes, we walk by faith, trusting in God daily. That must always be there. Okay? Number two, peace. You must always seek for the peace of the Lord in your heart. Wherever the Lord guides, He will always guide you with peace and joy. If there is lack of peace, don't do it. It could either mean it is not God's will or it is not God's time. Okay, number three. Every step you take must be biblical. Alright, so if you're going to leave your wife and go take another wife, uh, even if you have peace about it, a false peace, maybe peace in your mind, it is not biblical, so it is not the will of God. Okay? So, the word of God, peace, faith and trust in the Lord. The third thing, our fourth thing would be the counsel of godly men in your life. Always important decisions, seek counsel. Ask your prayer partners who have your best interest in mind to pray for you. Marriage, investments, career changes calling to serve God. Don't just jump. Always give time to the Lord to speak to you. The fifth thing is this, time. Wait on the Lord. Even if 10 people prophesy to you over a period of two weeks, still don't do anything. You've had 20 dreams and visions. Don't do anything. Give time to the Lord and say, Lord, keep on working in my heart. Keep on giving me the desire, the willingness, and the energy in my heart. I would always put the peace of God greater than even a dream or a prophecy. If people prophesy over you but you don't have peace, value the peace in your heart more than the prophecy. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. It will protect your life. Value the dream, value the peace in your heart, value the word, the time that you give God to speak to you more than just a dream, a prophecy, a vision that you've seen. These things are there to help you. These are not there to be the only source of your guide and wisdom. They are there to help you, to confirm. They're not there to be the only source of your wisdom. Okay? So even when we talk about dreams and visions, I'm not saying depend only on these. 20 most common dreams. Let's go to the exciting part. Okay? Of course, again, evaluate all dreams from Scripture, from the nature of God, from the new covenant of grace. Always be aware of dreams which seem too judgmental, too condemning. And always be aware of not using your dreams to condemn others. Even if you see something negative about others in your dream, it doesn't mean it's that person. Because it's symbolic. doesn't mean that it's literally that person. Okay? 20 most common dreams. This is accepted again from Jim Gall. Dreams of your house or dreams of houses. How many of you have seen dreams of buildings and house? Okay? 
the house normally represents your life. And the circumstances taking place in the house reflect the specific activities in your life. These dreams may also reflect your church. Individual rooms of the house may represent specific things. For example, the bedroom could represent intimacy. The bathroom may represent a need for cleansing. I've had several dreams where I was in the bathroom washing myself. And I knew that there's a need for some cleansing in some areas of my life. Okay? Different kinds of buildings. For example, house represents you, your family, okay? A mall. See, what does the building represent? It could also be a language, be a communication to you in your dream. Mall can represent, you know, a place where public, you're going to be out in the public, you're going to be seen. Elevator, God's going to take you higher as you're coming down. <laughs> God's going to humble you. Always positively. Attic. What does the attic represent? Okay. Basement. Unseen issues in your life. Okay. Foundation. If you see the foundation, the primary issues. Back porch. The backyard of your house. It represents your past. Okay. Shower. Represents a need for cleansing, to get rid of something. Front porch is always the first place people come to see. So it's something that God's going to put you on display. Kitchen, preparing spiritual food. I used to always get a lot of dreams, usually on Saturdays or Fridays, where I'm cooking meatballs and meat. You know, I'm cooking. So the Lord was actually telling me that whatever you're preparing as sermons is a feast for the people. Okay. Roof represents spiritual covering. Stairs could represent, like for example, Jacob's ladder, spiritual activity, a portal, or God asking you to come up, okay, increasing your faith, God taking you higher, office, Represents five call, calling, gifts. Castle represents fortress, authority, stronghold. Apartment, temporary dwelling, transition. Okay, trailer park, uh, transition, sports field, a place to conquer, a place to go out and serve the Lord. Restaurant, you know, so church, personal school, a place for training, equipping. There was a dream that Someone asked me, texted me during this um, series. He always sees himself. He's a Bible school student, BTH, but he always sees himself in high school. Either taking an exam or in his high school uniform. And he always has a lot of peace. So as I was thinking about it, you know, high school also represents the school of the Holy Spirit. High school, Holy Spirit, HS. So I felt in my heart that God wanted him to go into 
learning and discovering more about how the Holy Spirit works, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and treat it as a school rather than just his academics and his books. And I believe that what, what God was speaking to him. Okay, so school could represent a time of learning, bedroom, rest, intimacy, nursing home, care, compassion, garage, restoration. So different kinds of buildings mean different things. Number two, dreams of going to school. How many of you have had dreams like that? Okay. And these dreams often center on taking of tests. I've had several of these dreams. The test may be for the purpose of promotion. In a dream, you find yourself searching for the next class or you find yourself that you're not prepared well. How many of you have had that dream? Sometimes it's just your own soul being anxious about what is ahead. Tension, okay? So always interpret according to the context. There are different possibilities for what it means. Okay? It also represents that God wants you to learn from your past failures. Past failures. How many of you, you keep on making some silly mistakes regularly in a specific area of your life? Okay, so learning from past failures. Number three, dreams of different vehicles or modes of transportation. Had those kind of dreams? Very common. These were taken out of thousands of dreams that people sent to the ministries and they discovered that these 20 are the most common dreams that people tend to have. Different kinds of vehicles indicate the calling you have on your life. The vehicle of, or the purpose of the vehicle points to purpose and different meanings. For example, cars, planes, buses. Maybe symbols of the type or even the size of the ministry you have, the gift you have, or the type of the church or ministry you'll be engaged in. Note the color of the vehicle. If it is a car, what is the make and model? Expensive, less expensive. Who is driving it? Are you driving or is someone else driving? If someone else is driving, who is it? Do you know the person? Is it the person from your past? If the driver is faceless, usually faceless people in your dream refers to the Holy Spirit. Okay? Airplane. If you see an airplane, it refers to a big ministry, a church, or even a big company. The bigger the airplane, the bigger the influence. All right? 747 jet. Again, the same. Helicopter. It means God is asking you to get into the spirit. Get into your helicopter, go higher. God is asking you to come, ascend into the spirit. That's gonna, God's going to take you deeper into the spirit. Spaceship. Okay? God's going to make you experience more of the spiritual realm. Bicycle. How many of you have dreams of bicycle? Okay. It refers to your individual life, your individual ministry. Just before I left for America for my studies, I know that this was a very significant dream. I knew that God was speaking to me. I was on a bus. And that bus was driving to Kohima. And then just below the Japanese war tank, there's a tank there, right? How many of you know that there's a tank? <laughs> okay. Just below the tank, the bus stopped. I got out of the bus and I got into a bicycle and I kept on driving and that bus stopped there. How many of you can interpret that dream? ICYF, 
We were all working together. It was a ministry, a bus. A lot of us going all over Kohima doing ministry. But in the middle of what we were doing, I left and I went on my own. That means I was going on my individual journey. And that dream also spoke to my heart that it's time for me to go and study. Okay. All right, a big boat. I've had dreams where I was an ocean liner and I was driving that, you know, referring to our church. SUV, uh, ability to go to difficult terrain. Okay, so it talks about um, the kind of life, ministry, or the season that's coming up ahead of you. Uh, Limousine, bus, train. Train regularly represents a movement of God. Big transportation, trains, ocean liners, big boats, represents movements of God. Armored car represents protection. Convertible. Some people, God has spoken to them that they were sitting in a convertible, open heavens, revelation, chariot, major encounter from earth to heaven. Submarine, below the surface, motorcycle, roller skates, steam rollers, all of these can mean different things. You have to know what's the purpose of that vehicle also. All right? Okay, dreams concerning storms. How many of you had dreams and you were in a storm? Man, you guys are blessed. Storm dreams tend to be intercessory, spiritual warfare type dreams. I know a lot of intercessors, serious intercessors who would even just pray for five hours at a stretch because the Holy Spirit said, wake up and pray. They usually have a lot of storms that they see in their dreams. They are particularly common for people who have a calling or gift in the area of descending of spirits. These dreams often hint of things that are on the horizon, both dark, negative storms of demonic attack for the purpose of prayer, intercession, and spiritual warfare, as well as showers of blessings that are about to come. So what kind of storm is it, you have to ask? Are there colors involved? Okay. Number five, dreams of flying or soaring. Anyone had dreams of flying? Okay. Flying dreams deal with your spiritual capacity to rise above problems and difficulties. Flying dreams also refer to the spiritual strength that you have at that moment. Flying dreams also refer to God taking you higher into the realm of the Spirit or giving you some spiritual gifts. Okay. Dreams of being naked or exposed. Anyone dreamt such dreams? Okay. These dreams indicate that you will be or are becoming transparent, vulnerable, and humble. In these dreams, you can be exhilarating or you can be fearful or even feelings um, reveal that you are feeling shame in the dream itself. These dreams are not meant that you will go through an embarrassment But these dreams are for the purpose of drawing you into intimacy with God. To be more intimate with God. To be more transparent with God. To be open with God. Because when you are naked, you're not hiding anything. So it's not referring to, Who knows? My pants may fall when I'm in public. No, this is meant to indicate to open your heart more and more to God. God wants to expose you so that you know yourself. It's all, again, symbolic. Okay. 
All right, number seven, dreams of the conditions of your teeth. Anyone dreamt about your teeth a lot? Okay, I get a lot of these kind of dreams. These dreams reveal the need of wisdom. Again, this is from this author. In a dream, are your teeth loose, rotten, falling out? Are they bright and shiny? Okay, do you have a good bite? Are you able to chew? Okay, so dreams often, uh, tooth for me often refers to wisdom. Sometimes I have a dream where the old tooth is broken, about to come out, and new tooth is coming out. And so God has spoken to me in such a dream that He's going to give me new understanding, new wisdom to handle this present situation. And the wisdom I had in the past, the tooth of the old, is not going to work in this situation. See, many times we tend to deal with new problems with old wisdom. But God wants to release new wisdom for new situations like the pandemic right now. All right? Dreams of past relationships. People from your past may indicate that you've been tempted to fall back in the old patterns, old ways of thinking. It also depends on who the person is in your dream and who they represent to you. It can be positive or it can be negative. Okay? Numbers can be positive, negative. Colors can be positive, negative. Again, you have to seek the Holy Spirit. Look more for what that person represents in your life. Dreams of dying. How many of you have dreams of dying, or death, funerals? They are not normally about the person seen in the dream in a literal sense, but are symbolic about something that is passing away, departing, leaving your life, a new season that you're entering, a resurrection that is coming. Okay, so don't always see negative. Dreams of birth, new season, new ministries, new projects God's going to release into your life. Okay, dreams of taking a shower. Okay, could mean blessing. It could mean the Holy Spirit. It could mean a flushing, a cleansing. Dreams of falling or car having an accident, car going backwards. This may reveal a fear in your heart that you are losing control of some area of your life. Dreams of being chased or chasing. Okay. Um, I get this kind of dreams often, so it warns me, God warns me about attacks that are coming. Sometimes when I, I'm about to have some health issues, cannot sleep well, or my, my BP is going to go a little high, I always get dreams about being chased. So now when I get these kind of dreams, I always watch my health because God has established that language with me personally. Okay. I remember this dream that I had, the first crusade in Naga Bazaar. 1998, I was praying um, before the crusade. And the day before I preached, I prayed in tongues about an hour or so, and I slept in the afternoon. And when I slept in the afternoon, there were these hundreds of gorillas that were chasing me. These dark figures that were chasing me all around in the hills and the valleys. But they were not able to hold me. They were not able to catch me. And I'm just you know, ducking them, dodging them. They are chasing after me. And it's all black. All I can see is black gorillas. And then all I had was a stick in my hand. I'm beating them, but nothing is happening. It's not affecting them. So I'm running just from the side of my hand, and AK-47 comes into my hand. 
So when I get this AK-47, I start shooting all these gorillas, and suddenly they all start running away, and they just disappear. So I sense in my heart that there was a lot of opposition, a lot of difficulty that was there before we had a crusade, but because we prayed, God, you see our prayer represented the AK-47, that when you prayed, God released his power, his authority, and now the success is going to be there. And I knew that this is going to be hugely successful. So that day itself, about 40 people get filled with the Holy Spirit. So many people get saved. The first preaching, the first day itself. Okay, so, you know, when I have this kind of dreams, animals chasing me, or I, I know that, you know, God is telling me of some things. And even weapons in dreams. How many of you get weapons in dreams? You know, I get a lot of weapons in dreams. It also speaks to me about my calling. Sometimes it's an old muzzle-loading gun. When I shoot, the bullet doesn't even go anywhere. Okay. And sometimes it's this, you know, strong, powerful weapon. So dreams of weapons also God used to speak to me about certain things about my life, about my prayer, about my calling. Okay. Dreams of relatives alive and dead. Um, People that you see in your dreams. Let me give you some certain points here and then we'll close. We'll pick it up again the next week. When you see people in your dream, it doesn't literally mean that it's that person. God may be showing you a part of yourself depending on what that person means to you. Okay. A dream of a spouse being unfaithful should not be a confirmation to be suspicious. Rather, God may be dealing with your own insecurities and that you need to establish trust. But a lot of people I know, they dream of their wife or the husband being unfaithful and they suddenly go wild crazy because they do not know how to interpret their dreams. It's more about yourself. Majority of dreams is about yourself. Don't use a dream to go and attack people. You know, you dreamed about someone uh, that they were doing something bad. Hey, that person is not the right person. You know, that's not a proper interpretation of dreams. God doesn't use your dreams to always... Uh, judge others, accuse others. I know of a lady who came to our dream and said, a lady who came to our church and said, Pastor, I had a dream uh, in this church in Nagase, and she stopped coming to church. But I know that I knew in my heart that she had interpreted that dream wrongly. Okay. And so, because you see, dreams are mostly symbolic, not literal. When you see a church in your dream, it's also referring to you. Your heart. Not that literal church. Amen? So you have to be very careful with how you interpret. Otherwise, you may interpret wrongly and get out of the will of God. Disturbing dreams about a boss or pastor is not a reason to distrust these people. But maybe it is dealing with your ability to submit to people in authority. Okay. Dreams involving a father, brother, or male figure might be addressing the strong intellectual or authoritative traits in your life. Dreams of men of God praying for you. That's not literally mean you will meet that man of God or that you will be like that man of God. How many people have come to me in cruises and said, Pastor, I've dreamt of Ben Hinn coming and praying for me. I've dreamt of Billy Graham praying for me. I know God's going to use me the same way. And I'm like, no. 
Because I've also dreamt of Ben Hinn praying for me. I've dreamt of all these men of God coming praying and laying hands upon me. But my calling is different. What does it mean? It only means that God is coming to me representative in these people. Like for example, pastor, when you see a pastor in your dream, it's not, it doesn't mean me. It's God that's coming to you, speaking to you through a figure that is easier for you to receive because emotionally you have positive feelings towards this kind of people. Are you following me? So there's a message through that person which is easy for you to receive because it comes through that person. Okay, so when you see a pastor all the time in your dream, it's not literally me. Pastor Timur God is communicating to you. Amen. So, when you see people, for example, um, you know, women can also represent the church. The pastor's wife represents the church. You see, the pastor can also represent the church. The pastor can represent the shepherd, Jesus, to you. Okay, so... Um, Men of God that you see in your dream doesn't literally mean that you're going to meet that man of God. It just means that there is something that God's communicating to you through that person who is used as a symbol. Okay. All right. Dreams where there are nightmares, dreams of animals, snakes. Snakes, very common dream, right? Okay. Snakes always represent deception, lies. Remember the serpent came to Adam and Eve and deceived them? So serpent always represents lies and deception at work. Lies and deception at work. So when you see a serpent in a dream, don't be so scared and afraid that there's going to be a literal attack of the enemy. It's normally referring to lies and deception, long tales, gossip, slander, attacking you, or people you know, saying those things about your life. Or there could be some Deception and lies that are coming towards you that you need to be careful about. Are you with me? Amen. So animals. Okay. Dreams of dogs and cats. Dreams of going through doors, clocks and watches, scripture verses, all of these things. All right. So we'll talk more next, next Wednesday. There was this lady who wrote to me on social media about... Uh, a dream that she had about cars that she gets. But she doesn't even own a bicycle. So, you know, have you ever dreamt of people giving you money in dreams? Did you get very excited that you would get money? Did you get money? Did you get disappointed after that? <laughs> okay, money, of course, represents blessings, represents increase. Okay, in dreams, probably 100% of the dreams I've had with money, I've never seen money come to me. But it always represented favor. It represented blessing. But it never was literally money. Okay? So this lady had a dream of uh, cars. And this is what she wrote to me. Um... I own a car in a dream, but I don't even own a bicycle. I saw my dream, I own a new Toyota Etios. Very recently, I saw that I own the same car in different color. 
So, same car, two different seasons in her life, different color. The first car was orange, the second was beige color. Okay. So, I just sense my heart that the car actually represents her. It represents her walk with God. And her walk with God is good. Her walk with God is not um, the ordinary average walk because it's Toyota. It's not an ordinary car. It's a well-made car. It's a good car. Okay. The orange represents the passion. So a different stage in her life. At one stage in her life, she was very passionate. Beige represents more stability. It represents a foundation, a trust that she has stepped into. Okay, so when I sent her the interpretation, she was like, yo, you know, it bear witness in her heart. Okay. So cars represent, again, different things about your walk with the Lord. Depending on the size, depending on the uh, colors, these are things you have to be aware of. Okay, how many of you are blessed? Okay, let's pray. If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do it. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you, always having all sufficiency, all things, may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700-568-4533 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.